Y'all, welcome back to the Ben Barker Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have been listening. Please like and subscribe, share this with someone you think it might help, and leave a review. Today's episode is brought to you by the Neighborhood Alpha Dad. Y'all get the tank top. You can't, you gotta, you can't cage those pythons. You know what I'm saying? Today we've got Coach Raj. Y'all, 37,000 followers on Twitter. If you need a good Twitter follow, this guy is it. He kind of attacks everything from diet, fitness, sleep, a little bit of everything. Man, introduce yourself. Tell people where to find you and a little bit about what you do. Appreciate the introduction, man. Um, so my name is Coach Raj. I've been an online health coach entrepreneur for over two years now. Started on Twitter. That's my main platform. So if I were to tell you, like, where can you find me? It would be on Twitter, at the Coach Raj. I'm also on like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, same username, but that's more new. So yeah, the main thing, the, the main reason I got into, you know, online coaching, I feel like was a combination of two things. One is I didn't want to work a nine to five. And I knew that from a very young age. I knew that when, you know, I had my internships, I did other things that just wasn't for me. And I failed a bunch of businesses trying to make it work. So I knew I wanted to do some sort of business. And then secondly, um, so I played college tennis. So by the time I was like 15, 16, I was extremely skinny, very slow. So I started lifting weights for multiple reasons, for my tennis game, because I was insecure, all that stuff. So then I made every mistake in the book. I didn't skip legs, like nutrition was shit, this was bad, form was bad. So it took me like four or five years, to maybe three to four years to get the hang of it. So I feel like I went through a long trial and error phase. And then five years in, you know, I started getting a lot of people asking me for like tips, just my friends. Like, hey, can you help me with this, help me with that? And I love doing it. I just do it, you know, for free, design on a program, love talking about them. And I love seeing their not only physical transformation, but their mental transformation, right? Like my boys, I would see them transform and gain like 20% confidence, start walking, you know, with more swag, speaking with more conviction. I was like, damn, you know, this is cool. And then I helped my younger brother, who's 15 now, get absolutely shredded. He is like 9% body fat, can do like 15 pull-ups. He's an absolute beast. So I was Let's like, go. okay. Yeah, he's a beast, man. So I was like, okay, you know, I've helped my friends. I've helped my brother get in shape. Let me like try to put this into a real business. So the last business I failed was affiliate marketing on Twitter. So I grew to like 100 followers, made 20 bucks in like two, three months. And I quit. I was like, ah, this sucks, bro. This is like really like frustrating. But then I took a break, went back to it, rebranded as a fitness account. And no one really cared because obviously, you know, you've built 100 followers. You take a four-month break. No one cares, right? Yeah. So it took, some, took a while to get it rolling. But then, you know, eventually I feel like it started. You're just posting every day. I created some eBooks create a newsletter, just trying to put out a lot of value, get my name out there. Then I hit 500 followers like two years ago. And I did this massive tweet. I was like, yo, appreciate you guys for 500 followers. Thank you so much. So thank you. I'm going to be training three people for free. Just like retweet this and then DM me your reason why. And I thought I was going to get like 20 applications and I'd have to pick the best three. There was exactly three people. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. Then I was like, okay, you know, fuck it. We got three. So out of those three, one of them was like a 16-year-old kid who like stuck to the program maybe 60% of the time. And then after the free month was up, his mom didn't let him renew. One of them was like 45 and he didn't stick to it that well at all. He didn't renew. And then the middle guy was like 25, CPA, accountant. He was a beast and he became my first client. So after that first month, he already saw progress. So yeah. No brainer from the sign on. And this was 80 bucks a month. And at this time, this was... <clears throat> Like the first client I've ever closed for my online coaching business two years ago, $80 a month in my college dorm room with like the laundry pushed to the side. <laughs> I'm just in my room and I get that, you know, close, get, get that sale. And I yell, let's fucking go. I was so pumped. 
even though obviously eighty dollars isn't a lot of money, but it was like, okay, this is possible. Like someone just paid me to yeah. coach them online. Like imagine, and I think in a way where it's like, it's a lot of it's like delusional optimism, but a lot of it's like justified. So I'm like thinking, okay, um, I'm 21 at this point, right? Two years ago, and first off, like I'm still like gonna continue progressing in my own lifting career, and I'm gonna learn a lot more stuff, right, over the next 10 years. So I thought that. Two, I was like, okay. If I grew to 500 followers in a couple of months, just posting and figuring it out, imagine if I get a mentor, imagine if I, you know, really dedicate myself to this, figure this out, I'll be able to do a lot. And then also I was thinking like, okay, as I get more case studies and client results, I'll be able to get more clients. I was thinking, okay, if I can get, if I can sign one client with very limited resources, I could sign hundreds with more resources. Yeah. So that's like, all right, cool. So at that point I was kind of bought in. I was, it only took one client for me to believe that, you know, I'd be here, I'd, you know, keep scaling. So that was a cool thing. And then just experimented with different niches, different offers, like worked with dads. Obviously, that wasn't something that stuck because I realized, obviously, there's a lack of relatability there. Yep. And, you know, worked with, you know, skinny fat people, Indian Americans, like all these different types of people. And then I kind of settled on the very basic niche of like high performing entrepreneurs. You know, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And I feel like yep. those people are very fun to work with in the sense that they already have the discipline from building a business. They just, need of you know a plan some guidance some accountability and two it's like we can relate on a lot of things that you know the entrepreneur has to relate to on a day-to-day so i think 100 for sure and since then i was you know trying to improve my service because my client success rate a year ago is only around 70 percent. now it's over 90 percent let's so go how do i like improve my service because i knew that that's the key of everything like happy clients a good service something that works so then i started like diving into sleep like i was like okay like, how can I differentiate myself from just the basic, you know, training, nutrition, accountability? I was like, all right, let me add some sleep and, you know, performance, you know, productivity, productivity stuff. So started, I bought an Oura Ring, tracked my own sleep, tried to figure that out, try to maximize my own sleep first, studied that. And then once I got confident, then I started, you know, buying Oura Rings for my clients and then helped them do the same. And, you know, I started off very basic. Now it's more advanced. And now I'm seeing, you know, pretty good results. And... Yeah, I feel like especially sleep's one of those things where it's very key for a high-performing entrepreneur because it's very easy to just, like, work until late night and, you know, sleeps for the week, have that mentality of just go, go, go. I think, you know, that catches up to you eventually. So 100%. Sleep and, you know, making sure you're in a good routine, you're well-rested, allows you to just do everything at a higher level, allows you to focus at a higher level, allows you to communicate at a higher level, allows you to, you know, make better nutrition choices, your workouts are better. So I feel like, you know, my clients who have seen the biggest improvement in sleep. I've also seen the biggest improvement in their body composition and how they feel and everything. So it's definitely like something that will stick. And before, before we started the podcast, I was like, Hey man, we got to hit record because you're saying a lot of good stuff. Um, I think one of the best things that you said, uh, one, have you found, have you tried like whoop or is the ring the best thing that you've tried? Have you tried all of them? And that's what you landed on was the ring. I'm not going to lie. I have only tried the aura ring. I've done yeah. like, the research, looked at the reviews and I was like, okay, like, the O-ring just seems to be a little more legit. I'm sure the like I've had people who have used the Whoop and say they love it. So it's definitely okay. like the Whoop's not good or anything. And gotcha. Probably the O-ring just looked a little cooler. So I would agree a hundred percent. And then before the podcast started, you know, you were talking about you know being young, you can do with a little bit less sleep, but that you one hundred. It's not necessarily that you have to have the sleep but the fact that your workouts feel better and you just feel better in general and you also make better dietary decisions. Uh, I heard something recently, I can't remember who it was, but it was something like, and I can't remember the exact statistic, 
but it was like when you were like tired, you're like whatever, five times more likely to pay, make a poor nutrition choice, right? Like if you're super fatigued, you're much more likely to, you know, like swing by McDonald's real quick than you are to like make a healthy meal at home. Oh, hundred percent. I think I saw something similar where it was like the average sleep deprived American eats an extra 500 calories a day. And then like, it makes sense for like two reasons, right? One for like the practical reasons that when you're tired, you don't want to do shit, right? Yeah. You cook. You don't want to clean. You just want something easy. So you're going to Uber Eats or you're going to drive in, you get some, you yep. know, yeah. So I think that is one thing. And so it's just like the convenience side of things. You don't feel like doing it. And then yep. second is the fact that you, when you're sleep deprived, your hunger hormone just spikes up, you know? So it's like, it's a biological thing as well. And I think the fact that, you know, people, you know, eat out a lot, order Uber Eats, that's something that I tackle a lot too, is like, cause I have clients who, you know, don't even cook like at yep. all. And they still see great results, right? They'll do, you know, two meals with a protein shake. Both meals will be high protein, minimal daily cardio, you know, 15 minute walk, see some, uh, see progress in the gym, focus on their sleep and they'll see great progress. So it's not just about, oh, are you cooking every meal? I think a lot of it's like, do you know how to go to a restaurant and order the best thing? Or do you know how to order Uber Eats and like tell what's, what's the best thing? So if I were to like sum up, like how do you know make good choices when eating out? I'd say number one is focus on protein. So just look for the highest protein option you have that doesn't sound horrible. You know, should at least taste pretty good. And around 50% of your plate should be protein, right? <laughs> number two is like if you want to get even more protein, you'd aim for leaner protein sources, so something like a shrimp or chicken breast, right? And then three, just eating till you're 85% full. Like finish your protein first. You don't have to finish everything. If you leave a little bit, it's all good. Used to, I used to judge like restaurants by the, not the quality of the food, but the quantity of yeah. the food. And that's a big thing about becoming an adult is like realizing that you don't have to be like stuffed, like get out of the all you can eat mindset. And like, it, it doesn't matter if it's the biggest plate at all. And something Alex Hormozy, like I've liked about his content lately is just talking about the fact that he could go to McDonald's you know, and you like order like an extra chicken breast on your grilled chicken sandwich and like two chicken breasts there is whatever's like 60 or 70 grams of protein and you don't eat the bread. And yeah. It's like $6. Like it's so much like in the nineties and stuff, it was a lot harder, but it's so easy now to get something decent almost anywhere. Oh, for sure. Hermosi is like a legend with that. His whole like philosophy is like, cause he talks about what he did during his come up time. Right. Yep. His was a very like extensive, very aggressive come up. Like he, he didn't really have much balance and that's okay for him. Like he definitely puts in like 50% more hours than me. Like yep. that's a fact, right? That's just him. He's, he's a built different. He's, he's just a different kind of person. So his whole thing is like, you know, don't cook, just save time by ordering in like Chipotle and chicken breast at McDonald's and protein shakes. And it's like, yep. you are in that sort of situation where it's tunnel vision, all grind, no time. Then that's like the right approach. Yep. If you aren't in that position, then it's not necessary, but it's good to have as like a backup. So it's like 100% baseline. Like you're, you're, you don't, you never order a pizza cause you know, you could order, you know, chicken breast and McDonald's or something else. Yep. And, and and on that same token, it's like, uh, I love pizza, right? Like, uh, and I'm sure you probably enjoy pizza every once in a while. It's one of those things like where if you're doing good, like 80% of the time, I live 20% of the time, man. I love some pizza and I don't feel bad about it when I eat it because I know I was on point the rest of the week. Mm. No, 100%. I think there's two things, right? One's the whole 80-20 principle in terms of sustainability. So focus on the right things 80% of the time. Give yourself more freedom 20% of the time and you could stick to that forever, right? So that's one thing. 
And then the second thing is also if you have taken the time to build muscle like you, you can get away with a lot more. So it's like if you were to do an 80-20, like a true 80-20 for like a month, you definitely maintain progress or make progress. Or if someone was like very new to their journey, they might not be able to see progress doing a true 80-20. It might have to be like a 90-10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn doing nothing. And yeah. Who have very low muscle, you know, either like overweight or skinny fat. It's like they don't burn any calories during the day, especially if they have a sedentary lifestyle. So for them to lose weight would be a lot harder. So I'd say like the, the two easiest ways to, you know, eat more while still losing weight, if that is your goal, would be number one, to build muscle. So get in the gym two, three times a week, get stronger every week, focus on the key movements. And number two, just like focus on a daily high activity level or step count. So it doesn't yeah. have to be like something crazy, like 10,000 steps, even 6,000 steps a day is really good. And then like a hike on the weekend or like playing basketball twice a week. Yeah. Huge. Um, I love, I was looking kind of through like your pinned tweet on your Twitter and you said something like, I went to the gym like 1,237 times or something like that. So you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So like in your trying and failing, which I kind of had the same story as you, I was a skinny kid. And I was just like, I just didn't want to be skinny anymore. Right. Um, so like, what did you find like in your journey of going from skinny to having like a really respectable amount of muscle mass? Like, what did you kind of find in that journey that like works? For sure, man. For sure. So I think number one, if I were to it's like, I mean, there's nutrition, there's training, there's sleep, right? The end of the day, yep. the consistency and habits. So I'd say with nutrition, really high protein intake. Like that's key for no matter what goal you have, right? Fat loss, building muscle, body recon, that's key. Number two would be like, if you're like a hard gainer, so someone who's like tried to gain weight, but like literally doesn't and has high metabolism or whatever, then you want to focus on carbs that are not filling. So pasta and rice and bread, they're going to be key, right? And then on the flip side, if you're trying to lose fat, then, you know, something like a baked potato would be really good. It's more filling, more satiating, less calories. And then in terms of (laughs) training, I think recovery is really key. Like you don't want to be training five, six days a week, especially at the start. You can get amazing results training two to three times a week. And then if that's like very easy for you, you can do an optional fourth workout. And I think the, the best workout split for someone who's pretty new is either like a full body split or like an upper lower, something very simple where you're doing a lot of muscle groups per workout. You don't want to be doing like a shoulder day, a back day, a chest day, a leg day, and an arm day, right? And then sleep, I think just like, you know, having a consistent, you know, bedtime, consistent wake up time, even within 45 minutes is good. Doesn't yeah. have to be crazy. And then just like no screens, 30, 40 minutes before bed, get into a nice routine. And if you do focus on all those three things, you'll get 90% of your results. And then the other 10% comes from, you know, in, increasing intensity of your training, like doing, you know, supersets, drop sets, mega sets, time under tension, that kind of thing. Or, you know, including some supplementation or just like, tweaking your form a little bit, but like you're going to get 90% of your results just focusing on high protein, you know, eating enough or eating little enough, um, training into training to, to failure, training intensely, progressing on a week to week basis. And then, you know, getting consistent, high quality sleep. Huge. And y'all, if you, if you write down like any note from today is probably my favorite thing he has said is that training two to three days a week initially is enough. Like one of my biggest pet peeves, like everybody like Google's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's workout plan and like, Oh, Arnold was training six days a week. So I need to as well. And then they like, they don't look any different because they don't change anything else. And people typically fall off. If you start out like in January and you're like, I'm going to work out six days a week. 
and you do it for like three weeks and then you quit. I would rather you work out like three days a week consistently and do that for a year. Of course. Of course. 100%. Man. Because the thing is like, number one, I think when you're training full body, like you can get away with two, three times a week, right? Because you're yep. training every muscle multiple times. And then number two, it's like people overestimate volume, like how important it is. And then they underestimate how important frequency and intensity is. So it's like you could do two full body workouts a week going to failure on every set. Or you could do six workouts a week where you're leaving four reps in the tank and training one muscle group at a time. You'll see way worse results training like that, right? And then also it's like recovery is important too, especially like at the start. Like you're not going to be able to recover from five to six sessions. Like it's going to actually make you weaker on your next sessions. Like the goal isn't to like demolish yourself, be exhausted, like torture yourself in the gym. It's to go in, get a little stronger and get out and then do that yep. a week for months. And, uh, I think the most important thing to remember too, is when you're looking at bodybuilders programs where they're doing one muscle group per day, they're taking steroids. Um, <laughs> and that's why they're able to do that. They demolish themselves. Um, and then they have steroids, which help them recover faster and put on muscle. Like for guys who are not on steroids, we need the frequency of hitting the muscle group two to three times a week in order, like for muscle protein synthesis to happen. Exactly. And like, I know exactly what you're talking about. So basically like if you're a natural lifter, Muscle protein synthesis is basically the process of making gains, if we were to simplify it. So it's like you train a, a muscle group. For the next two days, you'll be making gains. You'll be like, you know, putting on micro, you know, levels of muscle, recovering on a very micro level. But obviously, if you do that again, again, it adds up to big things, right? So as a natural, you get two days of gains per workout. As an enhanced lifter, someone on steroids or any sort of performance enhancing drugs, you can get over seven days. So it's like you can just train that muscle group once and you're making progress from that muscle group for seven days. And because like these steroids, these drugs help with recovery, they can absolutely smash a single muscle group and then be totally fine. As yeah. opposed to a natural lifter, if you're doing a whole shoulder day, after a few sets of shoulders, like 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, you're going to be like, I don't want to train shoulders anymore. They're fried. They're done. They're stimulated. So then the last half of your workout, you're just kind of going to, you're either going to be going through the motions, you're going to be relying on pure willpower and still training like a beast, but then you're going to overtrain or you're just going to kind of half-ass it and, you know, not go that hard, you know, waste time, skip a set or, you know, something like that. Um, I got to uh, touch on, and also, yeah, um, injuries, y'all, overtraining, injuries. And then if you're a normal guy and don't have access to all of like the recovery protocols of, of a professional and then you can't hit the gym at all, it's just a, a horror, horrible downward spiral. Uh, bro, something I have to talk about that I think is fun that I just look at like fall like enjoy following you is like the kind of lifestyle that you're living and it looks like you're traveling all over the place. I believe you said you're in Colombia right now. Yes, Before this, you were in Mexico. Um, I was a big part of my life was getting off the hamster wheel, yeah. right? Of just having like a normal job. I felt like I was like dying inside a little bit every day at a nine to five. And some people love the stability and I get it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's respectable. Um, but for somebody that wants to kind of break out of like the normal, like nine to five, like in, in your failures and winnings and stuff, like what have you learned that's helped you become successful and be a bit of a um, digital nomad? For sure. For sure. So I've had like internships. I've been a tennis coach before. I would do my teammates homework for money, but I've never had like a legit nine to five. Right. So I like started my business um, last semester of college. And by the time I graduated, I was, you know, making enough to cover expenses. So I never worked a real nine to five, but my plan was, I didn't think I would be able to immediately go into, you know, coaching. And my plan was to get a sales job 
work that for, you know, six, eight months while building my business on the side. And as soon as that, you know, reaches a seven, eight K a month, whatever, quit the job and then go all in on that. So I think that's a very like common path. But one thing is you also have to recognize timing plays a huge role. So it's like if, if you're, if you come across, you know, the online business world at 16 and then from 16 to 18, you mess around with it. And then at 18, you see some results and you decide not to go to college. And by 19, you're already like crushing it. That's a huge advantage, right? But let's say you discover it at, you know, 27, 35, 38. Obviously, it's like still better to do it late than never. But you have to accept that it's going to be, you can't expect it to be easy. Like it's going to be harder yeah. than people. And most people don't even make it. So you have to be ready to do four hours of work, three hours at least, three to four hours of work on your side hustle, on your online business while working a nine to five. And that sounds horrible, especially if you're also, you know, working out and doing stuff. It's, it's no walk in the park. I never had to do that. So I can't fully relate. The only thing I had to relate to is being a college student, student athlete while building my business, which is easier yep. than working a nine to five, of course. So you really have to just set yourself like realistic expectations. And what I did is I told myself I'm going to tweet every day on Twitter for six months before I even give myself the option to quit. And I'm going to do two, three hours of work a day for six months before I even give myself the option to quit. I think that's a, that's a key thing, like giving yourself like, okay, a bare minimum time of commitment before you assess whether it's like a legit thing or not, right? So I think that's one, having realistic expectations, not expecting it to be easy, scheduling time in your day, either like waking up early, do an hour before work or coming home in the evening and doing that time. And then also like committing for at least three to six months before making a decision on whether to proceed because it's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncertain. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be challenges you didn't expect. But the thing is, the lifestyle that you could live at the end of this, if you see it through, is so worth all the uncertainty and challenges. Because just think about like going four or five months of working a nine to five and also building an online business. That's like the peak that you've ever demanded from yourself up to this point. That's the hardest thing you've ever done. But if you can stick that out for three to six months, you have the opportunity to go and work completely for yourself with complete freedom, work from anywhere in the world. You can go to Mexico and live in a villa for three bucks a day if you want. And, you know, just do whatever you want with your time. So it's like if you look at that end goal, not in terms of, oh, just a monetary amount, not just, oh, I'll make 10K a month. But what is my day-to-day life going to be at this end goal or like this first checkpoint? And what's my lifestyle going to look like? That should motivate you. That should motivate you during those times where you come home from work at seven and you have to do three more hours of work and you're fucking fed up and pissed off at life, right? That's going to get you through that time. So just remind yourself of that lifestyle and not just like a monetary value or a numeric goal. Yeah, bro. But I think that's the fun thing. I like that you said that you may not relate to the 27 year old or 30 year old guy, you know, who's having to do this with a 40 hour work week, but it's like everything that you said applies. Like y'all listen, it's like people, you know, you get all in like Gary V's like, Oh, you got to post on Instagram and all this other stuff. And so you post for three weeks, you don't see any progress. You're like, ah, oh, Gary's wrong. It doesn't work. And you quit. Yeah. And the same thing with Twitter. He did it for six months every day. And it's the same thing with a workout program. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this workout program and you do it for 30 days and you don't see results. So you quit. Like it takes months and years and you just got to put in that work consistently. And so that's beautiful, you know, coming from a a dude who maybe didn't have the same path as us, but the principles still apply nonetheless. Oh, for sure. And I've also like seen people do like follow that path and they kind of say similar things and have similar beliefs. 
I think a lot of it is just like the beliefs you have, right? Because they determine the actions you take. And a lot of those beliefs can come internally, but a lot of them come externally. So if you see people, if everyone you've ever met in your whole life has worked a nine to five for their whole life and is, you know, just a really, I don't want to say depressed, but just like not happy with life, if that's all you've seen, then that's kind of what, that's going to be what you expect, right? But if you have like a grandpa or a friend or a cousin who started his own business, uh, was the black sheep for the family for a while, but then became successful, and you've seen that happen in your like real time, you're gonna be like, "Yo, I can do that. That's cool. He's done it. He's no not special." So I think a lot of it is out of your control in terms of there is luck involved. It does depend on your environment. It does depend on your beliefs, what you see. But that being said, any single person has the ability to achieve the lifestyle or you know succeed in online business. It's just easier for some than others. Yeah. And, and some people don't have the, um, the right influence. Like you said, you may not have the uncle that did their own thing, but that's what I like about Twitter. Yeah. That's the cool thing about Twitter. Like if you don't have somebody in your own, like real life, like get on Twitter and get in the right circles and you're going to see like dudes who are 40, who are absolutely shredded and jacked, who, who aren't making excuses about, you know, uh, I can't eat what my family's eating. It makes it so difficult. They're getting the job done or guys who are 23 in Colombia right now, like doing their thing. And I, I think that's the beauty of it. And earlier you touched on it and I had, do you, or do you follow money Mitch on Twitter? Yeah. 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 So super dope dude. And he said, he was talking about, I asked him what was the biggest thing somebody could make like financial change. Like, do they invest? Like, what do they do? And he said to invest in a mentor. And he said, it seems counterintuitive for a financial planner to say that your first investment should be in a mentor and not in like S and P 500 or something like that. Did you get a mentor earlier on? Oh, for sure, man. I've had so many mentors. Like I've had mentors in terms of like people I would just like watch on YouTube for hours and hours, like, you know, Hermosi stuff like that. Also paid for tons of mentors and coaches from, um, I've had strength and conditioning, like fitness coaches at like the college I went to, like I'd really get close with a strength and conditioning coach there. Then in terms of, like online business, I bought a few courses. Like those were my mentors. Then I got a business coach and then we worked together for six months. Then I got another like business coach and that's been like my best mentor so far, I would say. Let's go. See y'all, if you're going to make a move, like get a coach. If you can't afford one, start on Twitter mm-hmm. and you can have a fake coach through there like I did initially. Um, I still haven't paid for a mentor, but something that I'm looking into because I'm ready to kind of level things up. So y'all, get a mentor and have somebody like feed into you. I tweeted yesterday that you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to have somebody that'll invest into you so you can invest into others as well. Coach Raj, where do people find you? I, I, I do I do need to say this first before you talk about where to find you. Um, he has a super underrated Instagram. Um, is it just Coach Raj on Instagram? The Coach Raj. The Coach Raj. Um, great account. It hasn't taken off yet, but I know it will just like your Twitter did. Um, where do you want people to find you and where can they find out more about you, your coaching, et cetera? Appreciate it, man. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok at the coach Raj. If you want to find out more about my coaching, just DM me transform on Twitter. I'll get back to you. I'll send you more details. And if you want to subscribe to my free newsletter and get my free sleep guide, then just click the link on my Twitter. Boom. I'll take you there. And if you ever want to unsubscribe, there'll always be a link at the bottom of each email. Um, I do need to say this, y'all subscribe to his newsletter because I, I, I'll subscribe to it as well, dude. 
Um, like my new, my weekly newsletter has like, is like jammed full of like easy applicable things that you can do to improve your life. And I assume yours is the same way. What did people get like in your typical newsletter? For sure, man. So it really depends. So I, I used to be sending six emails a week for months, but now I've dropped it down to three. Okay. So usually going to be like one straight value, just like how to achieve a certain goal, whether that be sleep, training, nutrition. One will be like helping you tackle a false belief that you have. So maybe it's like, oh, you don't think that you have, don't you think you don't have the time to train and then I'll break down. Okay. You actually do, or you could make these adjustments or it's not so binary. And then one video, probably one email will be more like a story, more entertainment style, but also some like gems here and there. So I try to mix it up. You know, get, I do a lot of giveaways, ask questions. So it's pretty, pretty engaged. Got around like a 40% open rate. So let's go. Seems to be enjoying it. Let's go. Y'all input equals output. Follow the coach Raj on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that. Get on his newsletter, and then you're also getting motivation in your inbox three times a week. Bro, I appreciate you for joining today. For sure, man. Appreciate you, brother. Heck yeah, I'll talk to you soon, bud. For sure, man.